Bill O'Reilly here. Welcome to the No Spin News. Wednesday, February 23rd, 2022. Stand up for your country. So we got some Putin stuff on uh, the docket today and some violent crime stuff that I think you'll find very interesting. Both are threats to all Americans. Uh, what Russia is doing is, uh, you know, even though there are some isolationists, it's pretty uh, nasty stuff. And the crime is obvious. So um, the Talking Points memo, it's interesting. I got to set it up. So I'm on a radio with Hannity today. And Hannity and I disagree on what's going to happen to Putin. Hannity thinks he's going to skate on all this. I think he's going down. And that is the subject of this evening's Talking Points memo. Now, you got to stay with me here until I get, I set the factual stage from my opinion that this is not going to turn out well for Vladimir Putin, this invasion of Ukraine. So Putin is taking the playbook from Adolf Hitler. It's the same exact thing. So Hitler rose to power by telling the German people, hey, we got hosed in World War I and we are the master race and we're going to rise up again and be the dominant force in Europe. And so vote for me, Adolf Hitler, and I'll make that happen. Putin, exactly the same thing. We got hosed in the collapse of the Soviet Union. I'm going to make Russia great again. Support me, and it will happen. All right, both are hyper-aggressive individuals. They are sociopaths. They don't have any feeling for other people. Megalomaniacal. I mean, it's an amazing thing. And you say, okay, well, Putin didn't do concentration camps and Mass murder, well, 250 journalists have been murdered or disappeared since whole Vlad's been running Russia. Now, that's a drop, I know, compared to what the Nazis did. And I'm not trying to make that historical comparison on a violence level, but I am telling you, the mentality is the same. Enter Saddam Hussein. So in 1990, Saddam invaded Kuwait. You remember, that was the first Gulf War. And it was almost the same thing as what Putin's doing now, except Saddam's soldiers raped and pillaged Kuwait. We don't have any reports yet of Russians doing that. But they were invasions. So President Bush, the elder, had to put a coalition together, all right, to boot Saddam Hussein out of Kuwait. It took seven months to do that. And uh, President Bush got hammered. Well, when are you going to get him out of there? When are you going to get out? But Bush had to put together this very fragile coalition, Arab countries, Western countries. Biden has to do that now as well. Okay. So I'm going to keep that in abeyance and I'm going to tell you about Biden later, but he's got to put together a coalition to fight Putin, not fight physically, but economically. Now, I know about both of these things uh, because I wrote two books on the Nazi regime, killing Patton and killing the SS. And I was actually in the Gulf after the first war there. Roll the tape. Hello, I'm Bill O'Reilly. Thanks for watching Inside Edition today. We are in Kuwait City. And as you may remember, Inside Edition gave the world its first look at this place just weeks after Iraq invaded. We sent the Reverend Jesse Jackson to visit the United States ambassador who was being held captive in the American embassy. Well, now we have come back to see just how things have changed since the Gulf War. All right. So there you go. Um, 
So anyway, Saddam got booted out of Kuwait, and then President Bush made a terrible mistake by not wiping out his whole army on the so-called highway of death. I was there um, and let the Iraqi army go back into Iraq, and then we had to fight Saddam again. All right, if he had wiped out Saddam's army uh, in 1990, then Saddam would have been done. But Saudi Arabia didn't want that because it wanted to keep a buffer between it, Saudi Arabia, and Iran, and that was Saddam. And that's why that didn't happen. But then we had to go back in, and a lot of Americans got hurt, as you'll remember. Fast forward to today. So now it's Putin. The whole world knows he is a monster. Okay? If you didn't know before, you know now. There's no reason to do this. There's no reason to disrupt world order. Okay? But Putin senses weakness on the part of Biden and the West, so he did it. He wants to destroy world order, so does she in China and build up China and Russia to be in charge of their spheres. That's what's going on. Who doesn't care about Ukraine? Ukraine does him no good. This is destroy and break down world order. Now, some Americans don't understand that. All right. They don't get it. They don't understand the interconnectivity of the whole world. If you allow Xi and Putin to run wild and reimpose the Soviet Union and reimpose communist China on Southeast Asia and the South China Sea, you'll have a worldwide depression. And you think gas prices are bad now? That's what will happen. Okay, so even if this thing gets worked out, this Ukraine thing, Putin never again will Europe do business with him at the level it has been. Never again. So Putin has burned a lot of bridges here. And if you uh, know your history, Adolf, you know, he got, what did he get, 12 years? Saddam got more than that, but both of them wound up in a terrible place. And I predict Putin will be in that same place. I don't know how long it's going to take, but it'll happen. Hannity disagrees with me. Thinks Putin's going to get away with it. I have posted that on BillOReilly.com, that radio discussion. Very interesting. And I hope you check it out. So how is Putin going to get taken down? Well, Russia is dependent on oil for its survival economically. Now, Europe knows it cannot buy Russian oil. China can and will. But that's it. The rest of the free world isn't going to do that anymore. The sanctions, some people think they're too weak. I'm willing to let see because I, I, it's hard for me to calibrate how much damage. But the, the Russian people, they're going to get hurt on the initial round of sanctions. Um, but Putin is going to lose a tremendous amount of economic clout. And if he continues this, then there's going to be shooting. So if he goes to the Baltic states, there'll be a war, a shooting war, you know, and then the world doesn't want any of this. So who's the bad guy? Putin's the bad guy. He's the bad guy. Now, yeah, all right, he doesn't care. I know all of that. 
But the Russian people, I mean, they're not living well over there. There's a lot of restlessness over there. So you keep your eye on it. I could be wrong, but I don't think I am. And one final thing, I told Hannity that you're going to see in the next couple of weeks a new peacemaker arise. You know who that's going to be? China. China's going to enter and say, yeah, let's sort this all out. It's a phony play, but China wants to elevate itself up to the status where it's basically saying to Biden and Putin, hey, you know, we'll, we'll broker this deal and calm everything down. Okay, so Biden didn't have anything on schedule today. Um, I assume he's getting national security meetings um, and trying to figure out what to do. One of the things that was not reported, but I believe happened, was Germany said, okay, we're not going to sanction the Nord Stream 2 pipeline from Russia in. That was a, a big thing. I think Biden made a secret deal with Germany that the USA will provide energy to Germany. Now, that's going to mean that Biden has to drop a lot of the regulations that he's put on fossil fuel in the USA because of this insane Green New Deal crew that Biden bought into and did us tremendous amount of damage. We the people. Biden hurt us all by this fanatical, crazy Green New Deal group that doesn't seem to understand that China and Russia are now going to harvest hundreds of millions of tons of coal. So we're going to destroy our economy here. We're not going to have enough oil here, but they're going to pollute the planet worse than it's ever been polluted. Does that make sense to you? Does it? Okay. So I think you're going to see a lessening of the regulations, but I'm not sure how that's going to be presented. I think this deal was secret. So Gallup pulls out and it says that uh, most people disapprove of the way Putin is handling the situation with Russia. I don't think this is fair. I mean, let's let it play out another week or so. But um, it was 55 percent disapprove of the way Biden's handling Russia, 36 approve. It goes down by partisan lines. Republican, 86 percent disapprove. Democrats, 31 percent disapprove. All right. it's, it's usual. OK, but the fact of the matter is that Biden is a weak president. There's no doubt about it. He's weak. And the American people elected a weak man. And I said this yesterday, but it's worth repeating. If you vote for a weak person in any capacity, and that person has power over you, you're going to get hurt. You may like like Trump, but Putin took a four-year hiatus from trying to destroy world order when Trump was president. Did he not? Did he not? As soon as Trump's gone, here comes Putin and Xi. Okay? Keep that in mind. Um, okay, so that wraps up my coverage. We're going to be fair here. I told Hannity I think it's wrong to politicize this uh, battle with Putin right now. All right, I think you give Biden and NATO the benefit of the doubt. He's going to stair-step sanctions. It's okay with me. Let's see how it goes. All right. I think that's a fair and best thing to do for the country. All right, uh, truckers. So this was a huge story in Canada, as you all know. Now there is a convoy that uh, left today from California. It's going to go all across country. 
It is called uh, the People's Convoy, and it is in a motion to promote freedom and unity. They say there is no politics here. Uh, they want um, to confront the lack of freedom over COVID and uh, the energy prices and all of that. They say it's nonpartisan. Now, it's not going to D.C., okay? They're not heading to D.C. Another convoy is, and this is the, uh, what's the name of it now? It's starting in Scranton, Pennsylvania. And it, there is a name for it, Towers and Truckers for America. This is a more partisan crew, and they say they're going to try to get to D.C. by March 1st, the State of the Union. Uh, Nancy Pelosi has called out, requested the Capitol be protected by the National Guard. Didn't do it on January 6th, but she's doing it now because Biden is in play for the State of the Union. You know, so nakedly ridiculous, Nancy Pelosi. So this uh, Towers and Trucks for America, they're protesting COVID-related mandates, high gas prices, and over-regulation. So keep an eye on it. I, I say to you truckers, if you want to protest, and protest is a good thing, go to the border. That's bring more attention to the border because you're not going to get through to disrupt the State of the Union. That's not going to happen. All right. And the other is, you know, COVID's on the wane now. But the border, that needs to be relooked at. And you could draw attention to that. That's what I would do. Supreme Court. So I reported a few weeks ago, and nobody knew this, um, that. Uh, Barack Obama had signed on January 21st, 2009, an executive order which said that all living former presidents have executive privilege. But nobody knew that. Okay, and I reported it. And it's executive order 13233. Still in play. Still there. So former President Trump uh, declared he had executive privilege, and he wasn't going to hand over his notes and other things to the January 6th committee, which is looking to hurt him. That's what that committee is looking to do, not find the truth about anything. They're looking to hurt Trump so he can't run again. Okay? So Trump said, I'm not going to give you anything. But the Supreme Court now said, oh, you have to. But what disturbs me about this ruling is that there's no name on it and there's no explanation. So if I'm Trump's lawyers, I'm going, hold, hold it. We got a, a, an executive order still in play signed by Barack Obama that there is executive privilege if you're former president, yet you, the Supreme Court, are saying there isn't. You got to explain that. There's no clarity to it. So this, you know, this is a story you're not going to hear anywhere else. Um, but right now, Trump has got to hand over that stuff. So uh, Donald Trump, as you know, is down in Mar-a-Lago in Palm Beach. And uh, watching this Putin thing very closely, he goes on the uh, Travis Sexton radio program yesterday, and he says this. So Putin is now saying it's independent, a large section of Ukraine. I said, how smart is that? And he's going to go in and be a peacekeeper. That's the strongest peace force. We could use that on our southern border. That's the strongest peace force I've ever seen. They were more army tanks than I've ever seen. They're going to keep peace all right. No, but think of it. Here's a guy who's very savvy. Okay, so that's all true. 
what Trump said. But his enemies then use it, well, he sympathizes with Putin, he likes Putin, he's taking Putin's side, <laughs> you know. So once again, the president is not precise enough in his language, all right, to stop a propaganda campaign against him. Now, the Trump O'Reilly History Tour, which extensively talks about Putin and Russia, will be streaming on BillOReilly.com until tomorrow night, Thursday night. All right, so you can see the big picture here with Trump and Putin. But on this soundbite, all Trump is saying is that Putin's outsmarting Biden. Now, that may or may not be true, but it's not an invalid opinion. That Putin waited, then he picked up on Biden's, well, if Russia partially invades, remember that soundbite? Well, Russia partially invaded. So Putin, uh, Trump believes, is a lot smarter and tougher than Biden. That was the point he's trying to make. Not that Trump loves Putin, because Trump said flat out to me, and you'll hear it if you go watch the show, that Putin was going to mess around with him because he knew he'd get punished. Putin would, Trump would punish Putin, and Putin knew it harshly. Did you know Fast Growing Trees is the largest online nursery in the USA with more than 10,000 plant varieties and millions of satisfied customers? I have their trees and plants at my home, and they're fantastic. Have you had your fair share of landscaping woes and wasted weekends at crowded nurseries? Finding Fast Growing Trees will be like stumbling upon a hidden treasure, believe me. With fast-growing trees, it's different. From fruit trees to houseplants, they have it all delivered right to your doorstep. Plus, their plant experts are always available for advice. And here's the best part. This spring, they have up to half off on select plants. And my audience can get an extra 15% off by using promo code Bill at checkout. So please go to fastgrowingtrees.com, use promo code Bill at checkout. Okay, violent crime. So um, I'm about, mm, right now, eight miles from the New York City border, uh, as I talk to you. And New York City is collapsing under the weight of violent crime. And so is Chicago, and so is LA, and many, many other towns, Philadelphia, highest homicide rate on record, Portland, Oregon, highest, highest homicide rate, Louisville, Kentucky, Albuquerque, New Mexico, all have one thing in common. They're run by progressives. So I've said this before, but it is worth repeating. Progressive people do not want to punish criminals, even violent criminals, because they believe American society is evil. And American society makes people criminals, manufactures criminals. So the criminals themselves are really not the problem. It's American society. That's the underlying philosophy of restorative justice, of all of these Nobel laws that are allowing violent people not to be punished. And that's why violent crime is rising and all crime is rising, because the justice system is not punishing these people. It's not hard. Now, my question is, 
when will the American people revolt against the progressives? You're seeing a little bit in Los Angeles, this crazy district attorney in L.A. County, George Gasson, okay, um, 98% of the prosecutors working for him want him removed. That's there's one prosecutor who doesn't, and all the others want him removed because he will not enforce the law in L.A. County, the nation's largest. It's insane. But until people get out and start to demonstrate against it, all right, just as the people with George Floyd did what they did, now, I'm not saying that if you are pro-law uh, enforcement and pro-justice, you burn stuff down and do it. No. But politicians got to see you. Now, Gasson's going to get recalled, but it's going to take a while. In the meantime, people are dying all over the place. So I, I cast around and try to find somebody who understands the problem and may have a solution to the political side of this problem. So here in New York... Hochul, the governor, and the legislature in Albany, they're not going to revoke the no-bail law. No matter how many people die, they're not going to do it. In Chicago, we've seen year after year after year, mostly poor black citizens getting gunned down in the street. And the governor won't do anything, and will it, the mayor won't either. All right, so I found a guy named Vince Everett Ellison. He is the author of a book, 23 Lies, or 25 Lies, Exposing Democrats' Most Dangerous, Seductive, Damnable, Destructive Lies, and How to Refute Them. He's a former correctional officer, so he knows the justice system. And he joins us now from Amherst, Virginia. Okay, first question is on your correctional uh, experience, and then we'll get into your theories. What percentage of the criminals in the prison where you were, were flat out evil. No matter what you did, they were going to hurt people. What percentage would you put on it? Oh, I'd put about 10%. We, we had this uh, saying that said that 10% uh, of the prisons, prisoners caused 90% of the problems, just like in society. And we knew exactly who they were. So yeah, it was about 10%. But that's a lot of people if you uh, in a city of eight and a half million, like New York City, that's eight hundred and fifty thousand hardcore evil people roaming around, and they're not being punished. So yeah, that, you, that's in the prison system. Out of the population, it's about you know one tenth, uh, maybe, uh, uh, maybe one percent. You can take a hundred people in a city of uh, of a hundred thousand people, and they can drive it crazy. A hundred criminals. So what, you know, but what I found here is that what, uh, what, uh, this guy was a Soviet dissident. His name was Yuri Bezanov. He said that the Soviet Union, they just demoralized the population. And once you demoralize the population, they cannot hear the truth. A demoralized man will not listen to the truth. And that's what they've done in the inner cities. So the inner cities are not going to change this. As you can see, uh, Chicago has been a criminal uh, empire and, and Detroit and Memphis for the past 50, 60, 70 years, and they keep electing Democrats because the people are demoralized. The citizens of the United States of America are going to have to finally say, these Democrats are going to bring this to our town. This is their model. They've always used violence and terror to, to demoralize and destroy the black community and keep it under control. And they're not going to stop because they keep getting 90% of the black vote. And until we, people like me and you, Bill, 
and you're doing it every day, just like I am, until we can convince other Americans that they're coming after you and your children, this is their plan, we're not going to change it. All right, but it shouldn't have to be very hard because the people in Chicago see it with their own eyes. They're burying people every every day. So, yeah, but they, they are demoralized. All right, I These understand the have, demoralization. Have, are, are in a state of learned helplessness, but they I cannot understand. do anything. I, yeah. I get it, but they're human beings, and you would assume that most of them are rational, even though they're demoralized, and they're seeing that the people they elect all right, are not solving the problem, and indeed the problems are getting worse. They're seeing rampant drug addiction. Yeah, ah. Stockholm Syndrome. I mean, yeah, you know, it was doing back during, even doing back to during the Confederacy. Abraham Lincoln had to issue the Emancipation Proclamation because the slaves were digging the ditches, the, the ditches and the trenches and putting up the fortifications to help the Confederacy keep them enslaved. In 1876, black people voted for the Confederacy. They voted for the Democrats in the election of 1876. The whole South went blue. And no Confederate and no, and no white Confederates could vote. Black people voted them back in. And in 1860, even though Eisenhower and Nixon had passed the 1957 Civil Rights Act and the 1960 Civil Rights Act, giving black people the right to vote down south, black people voted for Kennedy and Johnson, who had basically tried to scuttle both acts. It has always been that black people had a, a, a fatal attraction to the Democrat Party. It came from slavery, it's cognitive dissonance, and it stays even today because we've done nothing in this country to ever change it. Okay, but blacks only make up 13% of the population and they can't decide elections. In New York, where I am right now, and in Virginia to some extent where you are, there's a, the white people have most of the power still, all right? The white liberal people are willing to watch this city, the greatest city in the country, all right, get almost evaporated because of of ideology. And I I mean, I'm saying to myself, what, what do you need to see before you change? I understand the demoralization of the blacks, okay, and that they're not getting the information flow they should get, particularly by the clerics, the clergy. The black clergy oh, yeah. should be should be doing a lot more. But the whites, all right, who aren't living in the ghettos, they're still voting for these crazy progressives. I don't get it. Well, that well, that, that's that's because they need the black vote to stay in power. They never cared what happened to black people. Black people are still plantation slaves to them. And like the master stayed up on top and his slaves stayed in the field working like dogs. It's the same template, man. These white liberals are the same people as the, as the old white slave masters were. They are evil people. But Vince, you know they're not they're not going to admit that. They're going to say, "Oh, I sympathize." Okay, I will say it because they see it. Like you said, they see it. But you can't change it. They know that they kill fifty percent of black babies. They know that that the public educational system is destroying black children. They know they destroyed the black family. They know they destroyed the economic system. They know it. They have the data in front of them. They know exactly what they're doing, and they won't do a damn thing to change it. They know exactly See, what they're doing. I disagree with you on this point. They don't know you it. Can't they, because you got eyes too, Bill. They see it. They don't crazy. care about I, when facts. When you don't care, that means you're evil. Well, when you don't care you what can you assign do that people, ju- when you, you can people, assign that judgment. You children, they but I want to, I want, Vince, I want to solve the problem. These liberal people, and I know droves of them, 
are never going to say, I want to keep black people down. I'm okay oh, with black people getting what they do. shot in the watch street. What they do. Okay. Forget what they say. Watch what they do. They put children in schools in Baltimore they would send their dog to. They locked up black men in the 1990s like they were cattle. They are now allowing dope houses and drug houses to exist in Philadelphia and in, and in Manhattan. They have destroyed the black family. And every time the Republicans try to do anything to try to bring the black man back into his family, they block it. They block school choice. They abort every child they so can find. So you just think they're they just evil. The these, they are evil people. These progressives are evil. I see. I there think there's go. a little more nuance there. But if that's true, then we can never solve this violent crime problem. Last oh, week. yes, you can. People like me and you and good people have to go out there and recognize this and recognize that we no longer have policy disagreements with these people. We have to do what Abraham Lincoln did with slavery and said it was evil. We have to do what Reagan did with, with, with the Soviet Union and say they're evil. We have to do what Churchill and Roosevelt did with Nazism and say it's evil. The Democrat Party, since its inception in 1800, has been the evilest organization on the face of this earth. With wow. slavery, segregation, Confederacy, Jim Crow, for 100 years, they systematically stole elections, hung black men, castrated them, kept them from voting, and it took the federal government to come down to make them stop. And do you think they changed overnight? No. Then they went to abortion where they killed 60 million people, 30 million of them, my people. They destroyed the educational system. They did the man out clause to, keep, to bring the black man out of the family. They destroyed the economic system. They have made the black church an apostate church by infiltrating politics in it. Yes, I say it. They are evil, and I'll never back down from it. All right. The uh, book is 25 Lies Exposing Democrats' Most Dangerous, Seductive, Danable, Destructive Lies, and How to Refute Them. All right, Vince, thank you for your impassioned interview. That was very interesting. We wish you all the best, of course. Thank you. Thank you, Bill. Thank you very much. Okay. All right. So uh, one of the big uh, new crimes that's not violent is fraud. And uh, $6 billion last year uh, lost to fraud, according to Federal Trade Commission. Now, the five top frauds, and you, this is important for you to know, are online shopping scams, prize sweepstakes, internet services, business and job opportunities, imposter scams, where they get your identity. Okay, so all I can say to you is this. If you follow my lead, you will not get scammed. I do not do business over the phone ever you want to do business with me you send me something in the mail so i can see it i can see the address i can see the spelling of your name if you do business on the internet if you do crypto if you do any of this stuff you are exposing yourself to fraud people in the news uh, two tweets on putin i found interesting First one from our pal John Stewart. I saw him the other day at the Knicks, but I didn't get a chance to talk to him. I don't know if he talked to me anyway, but Stewart says the Trump-Fox axis isn't soft-pedaling Putin's actions. They agree with that. They are political allies. They believe in the same things to them. The American left and most of Europe are the evil empire, unquote John Stewart. Okay, I thought you'd like to see that. Then there's Stephen King, who is a progressive um, all day long, says Stephen, quote, Mr. Putin has made a serious miscalculation. 
He forgot he's no longer dealing with Trump. That makes no sense whatsoever because Putin didn't cause a lot of trouble other than the hackers. Hacking problem with Russia during the Trump administration. But he wasn't invading anybody. Not Stephen King. This day in history, February 23rd, 1945, U.S. flag raised at Iwo Jima, one of the most ferocious battles ever fought 77 years ago today. So the Marines went into Iwo Jima, a backwater in the Pacific Ocean, volcanic island. They needed the airstrip on the island. It was occupied by the Japanese. Big fight ensued. All right, 18,000 Japanese soldiers on the island. Only 216 survived. The rest of them are dead. They wouldn't give up. Americans had to kill them. Okay? 7,000 Americans died on Iwo Jima. 20,000 wounded. That's out of a 70,000 Marine invading force. If you want to read about this, Killing the Rising Sun, my book about the Japanese war, uh, we bring you there. But that was a great, great victory um, 77 years ago today. Okay, so we have a mail segment and then we have a final thought. And the final thought is, well, I'm going to surprise you on it. I think you'll be interested in it. We'll be right back. Everything is expensive these days. You know that the government is printing trillions of dollars in consumer prices higher than ever. If the government continues its printing and spending, the dollar could continue its freefall and lose its coveted role as the world reserve currency. Let's hope that doesn't happen. But there are a few things you can do right now. American Hartford Gold can show you how to protect your money, your retirement, your hard-earned savings against inflation by helping you diversify a portion of your portfolio into physical gold and silver. Start with a short phone call and they can have physical gold and silver delivered right to your door or put inside your 401k or IRA. So please call or text them right now. Tell them Bill O'Reilly sent you. Call 877-444-GOLD, 877-444-GOLD, or text GOLD to 65532. Again, that's 877-444-GOLD, or text GOLD, Two six five five three two. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChumbaCasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the chumba life. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void were prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Uh, let's go to the mail. Uh, Brian uh, Galicio, uh, New Brunfels, Texas, in the Hill Country. Hey, Bill, I'm not sure why the Russian people and military want a war. Brian, they probably don't want a war. I don't know about the military. Um, their leaders are paid uh, big money by Putin. But the people have no say. Russian people have no say in anything. It's a totalitarian state run by a secret police. When 250 journalists can be murdered or missing, you know, there's a little trouble. The Russian people have no say at all. 
And the military, what happens in these countries, the totalitarians, the top line of the military, the commanders, they get paid an enormous amount of money. And they got the DACAs and all that. And then the conscripts, you know, the 18, 19-year-old, they do what they're told or they're executed. Jana Concierge member, Jana gets access directly to me on the message board with billions. Vlad rakes in with oil production. Can we really hurt him with our sanctions? Yes. Okay, because Russia is a very fragile economy. And again, I can't calibrate the sanctions. Nobody can. But I think Russia will get hurt. Renee Storms, Mooresville, North Carolina. Hey, Bill, thank you for explaining the true meaning of energy independence. You said about 11% of our petroleum uh, comes from foreign nations. How has that changed under Biden? It's the same. And it's because um, of refining, various refining. We need various types of petroleum. And some of the petroleum we need isn't refined here. So we have to get it abroad. It's 11%, as I pointed out. Um, but we, ha- we, are in- we have enough energy to do what we have to do here if Biden would stop the nonsense, the Green New Deal nonsense. Sean Reeves, Lan- San Luis Obispo, California. Bill, your interview with Secretary Pompeo should be required viewing for all Americans. I always thought your interview skills were incredibly sharp and something we can all learn from. Look, my interviewing skills have been honed over a 46-year period. Um, I don't ask BS questions. I try to get you uh, the information that you need. Amelie on the message board, could Mike Pompeo possibly be an alternative for choice for president? Yes. I think uh, Mr. Pompeo has an eye on that. Um, he's not going to go up against Trump. But if Trump isn't in the mix, I think he'd go. David Stiles, Loudon, Tennessee. How can we expect the Biden administration to protect law and order on a global basis when they're failing to miserably on a national front? It's a good question, a valid question. Is Biden tough enough? Charles, your final thought on the divide between the educated and uneducated has always been true. My father taught me about the importance of education many years ago, but now it's more true. With the high tech and all the sophisticated um, things in the marketplace, you got to know what you're doing. Or you're going to live a life of struggle. David, Bill, today's final thought was once again so prescient. I wish it were possible for you to speak at any number of high schools or colleges to share your message. You know, no college should bring me in. It's way too much for them. They're not interested in giving the students the truth. Most of them. Most colleges. George Roden, uh, Cassville, Missouri. Bill, just want to take a moment. Thank you for the No Spin News. You're the only source of what's going on in the world that my wife and I trust. We try our hardest. We do. We do our homework. We try to bring you news that will enhance your life and protect you. Okay, BillOReilly.com history store. Uh, I've already mentioned that on the website we're going to do the uh, Trump O'Reilly history tour through tomorrow evening, Thursday. Going to be in uh, Waukegan, Illinois at the Genesee Theater. Uh, on March 31st, we'd like you to come see us. WLS Radio sponsoring it, Ticketmaster.com. Again, that's Waukegan, Illinois, Genesee Theater, March 31st. And if you want to stand up for your country mugs, we still have them. They're going fast, best mugs in the world. Great message, made in America. You will love them. Finally, my book, Killing the Killers, out May 3rd. 
you order from us, pre-order, you get a free 2020 bumper sticker. Regret your 2020 vote yet. You get the bumper sticker right away. You have to wait till the book comes out, but pre-order, you get it first. Okay, we'll be back with the final thought about forgiveness in a moment. It's time for today's Lucky Land Horoscope with Victoria Cash. Life's gotten mundane, so shake up the daily routine and be adventurous with a trip to Lucky Land. You know what they say, your chance to win starts with a spin. So go to LuckyLandSlots.com to play over 100 social casino-style games for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Get lucky today at LuckyLandSlots.com. Available to players in the U.S., excluding Washington and Michigan. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. It's time for today's Lucky Land Horoscope with Victoria Cash. Life's gotten mundane, so shake up the daily routine and be adventurous with a trip to Lucky Land. You know what they say. Your chance to win starts with a spin. So go to LuckyLandSlots.com to play over 100 social casino-style games for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Get lucky today at LuckyLandSlots.com. Available to players in the U.S., excluding Washington and Michigan. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. All right, here is the final thought of the day. I think it's interesting. I think you'll appreciate it. So this country's constitution and our whole uh, justice system was founded on Judeo-Christian philosophy. And the three drivers behind that, put them up on the screen, were Thomas Jefferson, James Madison, and Benjamin Franklin. None of those founding fathers were particularly religious. Okay? They believed in a higher power, but they weren't associated with one sect. However... Judeo-Christian philosophy was used to forge the Constitution and our justice system, and that drives atheists crazy. But there is a divide between Jewish philosophy and Christian philosophy, and that is this, forgiveness. In the Old Testament, it's an eye for an eye, and the Jewish religion today upholds that. In the Christian philosophy is turn the other cheek. So I'm at Mass on Sunday, last Sunday, and the gospel is that you have to forgive your enemies. Okay? This comes from Jesus. All right? That's in line with the Christian philosophy. But what about when your enemies not only hurt you, but hurt others and continue to hurt others? Do you forgive that? What do you do? What about when your enemies don't ask for forgiveness? Okay? They are taunting you. Now, that was dealt with when uh, Jesus said, Father, forgive them. They know not what they do when he was being executed. Okay? But the ongoing evil aspect of forgiveness is never addressed. I've never heard it addressed by the Catholic Church. Ever. All right? So you have evil people. Putin's evil. Absolutely evil. All right? Saddam was evil. I mean, they kill people. That's evil. So we're supposed to go, oh, Vlad, you're forgiven. We all forgive you. Yeah, go ahead. Go take Ukraine or do whatever you want to do. You know? So my beef is that the priest last Sunday didn't come close to it. I wanted to raise my hand in church, but I, I can't do that. But I wanted to and say, well, wait a minute, Father, what about ongoing evil? 
Do you forgive ongoing evil? Is that what Christians are supposed to do? Is that what Jesus would do? I believe Jesus went into the temple with a whip to drive those money changers out. Now, maybe he forgave them after he overturned their table. Maybe. But I think if they were back the next week, the money changers, he would have overturned the table again. These complicated theological, philosophical things are worth thinking about. Now, let me wrap this up. I believe in forgiveness. If somebody does me wrong and comes and apologizes and attempts to make restitution, which is absolutely necessary in many cases, I forgive them because I want to be forgiven. You know, we all do bad things. Judgment Day, I'd like to be forgiven. So I forgive them. But if somebody doesn't ask for forgiveness, I got a hard time with that. If somebody continues to hurt people and I know about it, I got a hard time with it. Anyway, I'd love to know what you think. Bill at BillOReilly.com. Bill at BillOReilly.com. Name and town if you wish to opine. Thank you for watching and listening tonight. We'll see you tomorrow.